0: Amen, stand with me, and let's pray. I got one, thank you. Our text this morning, for those of you who have your Bibles and you want to turn there with me, uh, we'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, and we'll begin reading in verse number 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. We'll start reading in verses 9 through 6. I'm sorry, 6 through 10. I was completely wrong. 6 through 10. I mean there say amen. Amen. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give A give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency and all things may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for what you're about to deposit into our spirits. Father, our hearts are open this morning as we know, Lord, that there's something that you have that you want to convey to us and Father, you have asked it, you have asked me this vessel to come before this people, Lord, and you desire to use me. Father, I'm terribly humbled and I fear you, Lord. I fear your awesomeness, your power, and I realize Lord that that God uh, Many are called, but few are chosen. So, Father, I just pray this morning that every hindrance and anything and everything, Lord, that would cause your people not to receive blessing this morning and not to receive what the Spirit of God has for us, I pray that hindrances will be removed. I pray, Lord, that guards will be taken down. I pray, Father God, that people will receive exactly what they need. It may not necessarily be what we want, but it will certainly be what we need. And Father, we love you and we praise you. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. Amen. We are continuing our series and we have began a series, this series about three, four weeks ago, talking about high definition Christianity. And our purpose in the series have been to extrapolate values in those things that make us stand out as believers, hence high definition. So in the first week, we explored uh, the call to be different, that we are called to be uh, transformers, amen? We're not to conform to the world, but we're to be uh, transformers by renewing of our minds. We talked about Uh, Before, after that, we talked about the call to integrity, how that as people of God, we need to be people that walk in integrity, amen, that we we, we need to say what we mean and mean what we say. How many know that integrity is something that seems to be escaping our society today, but not amongst the church, amen? All God's people say amen. Amen. Uh, Last week, we talked about a subject that I particularly love, is loving your enemies. How many of you have enemies? You want to get a hold of that CD from last week. Uh, we talked about the fact that God has called us to reach all people. And that we gave you some practical examples and how to deal with those who you don't necessarily get along with. Amen. You have them in every sphere of life. And so we dealt with that last week. And now today I want to deal with the subject of high-definition giving, amen? Now, I need you to clap your hands for me real quick. One more time. Just clap your hands. Good. Because how many know that our God is a giver? He gave us the most precious gift. He gave us his son. He gave us life. In fact, the Bible talks about how that when Jesus was on the earth, that he went around doing good. What does that doing good entail? Well, Jesus went around, he healed people. He fed them when they were hungry. He gave them hope. He gave them a sense of direction. He gave them a, simple pur- a sense of purpose. He made himself available. No matter how you, you cut it, everything about our Lord is about giving. God so loved the world that he gave. God is a giver. How many know that he wants his kids to have that same attitude? I was thinking about this um, as I was preparing for this message. Many of you are aware of the fact that in our in our country we had, I guess dating back to about five, six, seven years ago, we had the big financial collapse, collapse in our country. How many of you remember that? Everybody know about the financial collapse and, and what kind of uh, issues that we're still trying to, to deal with with that. But, you know, when you really look at that from a spiritual perspective, one of the things that kind of drove us to the brink as a nation was the fact that people were greedy, amen? I said people were greedy. What I mean was people were just buying up stuff and buying up houses, and, and you know, and they could not afford them. And so people want more, and more, and more, and more, and more, and more. And how many know that that gets old after a while? And so what happened was, we had this big financial crisis in our country. And when you really think about what led to that crisis, the bottom line is that it wasn't just the fact of, it was the government making bad decisions. How many know that we had a part in that as well, as a people, as a nation? Because at the core, uh, and, and I, I, I want to say this carefully, but what we are seeing in our nation today is a kind of selfishness that that has kind of permeated our society. And whenever, we, we, whenever we, we, we get into this thing of selfishness, it not only cuts against the grain of who God is, but it causes major problems for society. Because God did not make us to be centered just around ourselves. Amen. God made us to be givers. And who are the folks that are supposed to lead the way in this thing called giving? That's us. In fact, Timothy said, he echoed the sentiments in his day. He says that in the last days, how many of you believe we're living in last days? The Bible says that in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. In other words, it's all about me. Look out for number one, even if it's at the expense of trampling over you. But how I many know you know that, is not, that does not embody the spirit of Christ? And so when we talk about being a high definition Christian, in other words, we are in a society today that, 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 that is consumed with commercialism that is consumed with getting more and more and more. So then, how are we to be different in that regard? How are we as Christians to stand out? That's what we're talking about. And so we wanna be those that actually represent a different way of thinking, but also a different way of living. We want to think differently, and the opposite of selfishness is generosity. God want us to be a generous people. You know, if there's anybody that want to say anything about giving, how do know that the church ought to lead the way in giving? Come on, somebody. I mean, you ought to be, watch this. When people talk about you on your job, one of the things that they ought to say about you, because you are a believer that loves the Lord God, you feel with the Holy Ghost, you know Jesus, they ought to be able to say about you that you are a giver. Because we are recipients of the grace of God. Amen. And so what, what, so what makes us different is that we're always giving. The people of God, we, we, we look for opportunities to bless. How many know the stingy, stinginess is not a Christian value? That's right. How many know if God was stingy with us, we'd be in some serious trouble, amen? But he wasn't. God, who is the creator of all things, he just keep on blessing us. How many of you would say that I deserve every blessing that God gave me? Not. But yet God keeps on giving to you in spite of your stuff. He keeps giving to you. He keeps looking for ways to bless you, and his kids ought to do the same. You see, when people look at us and they say, Well, we say, man, I love the Lord God. I love Jesus. Can I get a ride? Well, no, I'm busy right now. Can, can you help me with the? No, 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 you know, I'm, you know. I think somebody said something this morning about being busy. How many of you know that we ought never be too busy to give? Let me tell you why. Because the whole, and I'll give you some scriptural references to this in a moment, because the whole society is embedded in a spirit of selfishness. So, so, the way that we become high definition Christians is we just go right against the grain. And we, watch this, we give sacrificially. You know why? Because we're experts in giving. Now, we talk about giving, we talk about it in this way. Watch. I talk about giving, we're talking about, just so you can understand. Y'all still with me? Just so we can understand, we talk about giving. We're talking about giving, number one, your money. Everybody say money. money. Watch this. Your time. Everybody say time. Money. And your talents. So we're we talk about, so just for the context of this message, so that you can catch it, is that, is that we talk about giving, we're talking about your money, we're talking about our time, we're talking about our gifts, our talents, whatever it is, that, that, that we are characterized by a spirit of giving. And so I want to look at that this morning. I want to look at giving in four different ways this morning. We want to examine the text. Number one, we're going to look at giving to your local church. That's number one, if you're taking notes. Number two, we're going to talk about giving giving as a high definition witness to the world. Everybody say witness. Number three, we're going to explore giving to one another. How many love giving to one another? That's great, right? You love giving. And then number four, I know everybody's going to like this. We're going to talk about the rewards. Everybody say rewards. Rewards. The rewards of giving. And so let's let's take the first one. Giving to God through your local church. Now, you must understand that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus said this, I will build my church upon this rock. He was speaking to Peter. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. How many know that the church is not Pastor Gary's idea? The church is not man's idea. The church was not the church did not start by somebody who sit up in just a room and decided that they were going to come up with this idea of church. Amen. Church is an idea. It's a concept. It's a people called out by Jesus Christ himself. Amen? Jesus says, Upon this rock, I would build my church. And that the church then becomes the vehicle by which God expresses salvation to all mankind. mankind. Are you still with me? So the church, the church was created by God. It is the place where you, you come, you get ministered to. It's the place where you get spiritually encouraged. It's the place where you get discipled. It's the place where you come and get comforted. It's the place where you come and build strategic relationships, right? It's the place that you come to become everything that God wants you to be, the local church. And the reason why it's important that we understand that our latest foundation is because there is somewhat of an an attack against the church today. There's an attack against the church to try to redefine how the churches operate. But we as believers understand that the church is God's idea and that the way that the church is to function is to function according to the word of God. Everybody ought to say amen to that. Amen. So the church is God's idea. So so being the, the local church, here's, here's, here's the thing. We're talking about giving in a way that is high definition, that that when you think about giving to your church, you must think of it in these terms. That, that God expects you as a believer to sow and to give into your local church. God expects you to sow and give to his church. Why? Because his church is very important to him. Amen? His church is, his church is everything to him. The Bible calls us, says that we are the bride of Christ. So how the church is funded, the church is funded by you who give your tithes and your offerings to the Lord. Say amen to that. Even if it doesn't sound good to you, say amen. So look with me in Malachi chapter 3 for a moment. Everybody say storehouse. Storehouse. In Malachi chapter 3, this is a familiar passage of scripture to many of us, but I want to look at it in a little bit of a different context. But look at verse verse number 10. And this is God talking to the nation of Israel. And, uh, and we believe that he's also speaking to us today. And we'll give you some scripture reference with regard to that. We're talking about giving. So giving to your local church. He says, now, bring all the tithes. Everybody know what a tithe is. It's 10%. Now, I'm not going to. This is not a message on tithing. I taught a message in detail on tithing back in December. So if you want to know, uh, you know, uh, our stance on tithing and and why we believe that tithing is not just an Old Testament concept, but it's also a New Testament concept, uh, you can go back and you can visit our website and you can look at that message. But I want you to focus on this word where it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Everybody say, storehouse. Storehouse. Now, it's important to understand that because in the Old Testament, and let's just look at the Old Testament for an example, In the Old Testament, whenever the people of God gave, uh, they they were told not only how much to give, which was a tenth, they were told where to give it. All right, they were told how much. All right, and they were it was it was explained to them when they were supposed to give. That's Old Testament. So in Old Testament, here, here's, here's the thing. Understand, so they were told how much to give, where to give, when to give. God was speaking to them about giving. And so they just could not watch this. They just could not say, for an example, well, you know, I'm just going to give my offering in other ways. And, you know, some people think, well, you know, I'll give my, 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 my offering on my tithe in, in various different ways. And that's how I tithe. Well, the, the problem with that is you ought to know that's not biblical. The Bible speaks of the concept of storehouse. Now, why is that important? Because the church is God's idea, and God expects you to sow into it. And so let me give you a couple of verses in, uh, in, let's see, in the New Testament, a couple of verses. 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Paul said this, on the first day of the week. Everybody say first day. First day. Y'all know first day is, is Sunday. But on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay aside something Lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. See, see. In, in the New Testament, the storehouse is the local church. In Acts 4, verse 34 through 35, nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of land and houses, they sold them. How I many know those folks were some radical givers? And they brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And then they distributed them to each as anyone had need. So the people of God always came together and they they gave their gifts at a particular location in order to fulfill the purposes of God. And so the church, and I want you to understand this, so our giving funda- fundamentally starts with giving to your local church. That's why I believe that all ministry, all ministry, everybody say all. all. I believe that all ministry should derive from the local church. Because if Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, and the church is the call out ones, that's you and me, and that we're the ones to promote it, to support it. How many know that we ought to do it enthusiastically because it's what God wants. Amen. Number two, let's look at the second one. Given as a witness to the world. Giving as a witness to the world. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. You get there, say amen. Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. Did, did, I, did I do something wrong? Say, says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures. Everybody say treasures, treasures. On earth, where moth and rust destroy, and watch this, where thieves, everybody say thieves, thieves. break in and steal. Right? Now watch this. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, that's a way that's, that's 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 that you don't need to secure the box in heaven, by the way. I know we want to try to hold on to it. But, but see, he says, lay up for yourself treasures not on earth. Watch this. But look at verse 20. But lay up for yourself treasures where in heaven where neither must a moth nor rust destroys. And where thieves do not break in to steal. Watch this for where your treasure is. Here it is there your heart will be what also now let me me explain to you why this is so important now but but, what you already in Matthew chapter chapter 6 jump on over to uh, verse number 30 in that same chapter you're already there in fact look at verse number 28 in Matthew chapter 6 so why do you this is Jesus talking so why do you worry about clothing is anybody here worried about clothing Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like what? One of these. But watch this. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. You hear what Jesus is saying there? Jesus says, if you're worried about food, clothing, and shelter, he said, you got little faith. That's what he said. Pastor Garrett didn't say that. He said, you got little faith. Now watch. He said, therefore, do not. Everybody say do not. Do not, do not worry. Did you not know that worry is your thing? It ain't got nothing to do with God. Because why would he tell you do not worry and then say worry? He says, do not worry. So if you worry this morning, God ain't got nothing to do with it. That's only you. Look at your neighbor, shake their shoulder and say, stop worrying. Right. I know what it is. I just decided I ain't going to worry about nothing. Amen. I've been living long enough to know that, that I'm just going to learn to trust God. Here's what I focus on doing, doing my part. Amen. You do what you're supposed to do and everything else take care of yourself. God has to step in. Amen. But that's just a side note. That was for free. didn't cost you nothing. Verse 32, for after watch this, look what he says. Now I'm going to start verse 20, verse 31. He says, "Therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink?" or what shall we wear? For after all these things, watch this, the Gentiles seek. Gentiles is unbelievers. Those are people who don't know God. I believe that everyone, just about everyone in here know who God is, Amen. He says, for, for after all these things, the Gentile, they seek. In other words, what is the world concerned with? More, more, more. See, the world, is, the, world, the, the world derives its purpose and meaning in the things that they have. Y'all stay with me. See, the Bible says that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he has. You with me? So now watch this. See, but the world, the Gentiles, the people of this world, their concept and their way of thinking is it's all about, you know, what I can get. And, you know, how many know that you can come to a place that you're never satisfied? You can be rich and get everything you want and you still won't be satisfied. Because a man's life does not consist in abundance of things. If you're looking for things that really make you happy, how many of you have said this before? Boy, if I had this, if I had that, I'll be happy. No, you won't. Look at the examples around you. There are a lot of people that are rich and they are miserable. How many you know that the most important things in life, ain't, it ain't about money, joy, peace, happiness, purpose. That's what I want. Amen. I'm not worried about all the other stuff. Really. And so when all that stuff is not coming to me the way I want, I don't get all flustered. Because a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he has. Right. Y'all, y'all with me? I don't know if y'all really with me. Y'all sitting there, but look at verse 33. He says, now watch this, but seek first, what? The kingdom and all of his righteousness and these things shall, everybody say shall. Shall. Wants to meet your needs. And God does meet your needs. He will meet your needs, he will meet your needs in spite of you, thank God. But, but, but now, now we're talking about this, this concept of high definition. So, so understanding, so now I live in a culture that everybody else in the world, their thought process is, I want to get more. They live for more stuff. Because in their minds, stuff is the answer. But he says, you ought to know better. So he says, now, he said now I want you as a believer, I want you in a very dark society, I want you to seek those things which are above. Colossians 3.1 says, Watch this. Colossians three one says, "Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth." So, in other words, as as a, as a Christian, here's how I here's how I illustrate my faith before people who don't know God, that my giving, and and my affection, and my purpose, and what drives me is not the getting the next book. Amen. See, I got I got I got one brother uh, uh, who's a dear friend of mine. I will never say his name, but but. I love him to death. But the brother just every time he talks to me, all this is about is making money. I don't have a problem with making money. How I many know God don't have a problem with you making money? You better go make money. You, you want to live? You better get a job, you better work, take care of you. That, That's biblical. Amen. But how I many know that that's not the full measure of blessing for us? It. It's not about just making money. Amen. God said, I know all the stuff that you need. But he, he said, I want you to seek, watch this, treasures that I, that is what? In heaven. How I many know? that your money follow your treasure. You wanna know what's really important to you? Examine your checkbook. And you will get get a revelation because your money will follow what's really important Don't tell me how important, don't tell me how much you love God until you learn how to release your money to him. Because that's usually the last thing that people let go of. (laughs) I'm preaching real good, I'm looking at y'all. You know I'm telling the truth? Come on. You know you struggle. And it's funny because people argue about tithing. I laugh. I'm like, why would you say, well, oh, that's an old testament principle. That ain't new. Why are you gonna sit down and argue? I, one day I remember when I first got saved, I argued for a year. My wife said about tithing. I argued for a year. And I realized, wait a minute, all this stuff that God had gave me in this job, He has blessed me, and I'm gonna sit here and argue with God about giving 10% of my money? Are you nuts? It ain't about that. How many know he gave it all to you? Because it's not about that for me. Amen? And so so here's what we do. In a world that is dark, what we want to do is illustrate to the world, watch this, that my affections is not on this earth. It's not, I don't, every dollar I get, I don't just go buy stuff. Nothing wrong with buying stuff. Don't get me wrong. I don't want nobody to go out here saying, Pastor, you're not. No, and ain't nothing wrong with buying stuff. But, but see, that's not the full measure of blessing for me. It's not what I'm seeking. I'm seeking treasure in heaven. How many know that when you sow to the kingdom of God, when you give with the purpose of faith in the things of God, that follows you? Amen. That follows you. How many know that the house, that car, I hate to tell you, ding, 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 alert, alert. It ain't going to always be here. You only got a few years on this planet. You, you think about it, 70 years ain't really, I was thinking about that the other day. Brushing my teeth, I'm mean, at 70, I, I mean, I'm already, I'm 47, 48, I'm getting, I don't know where I am now, I'm getting, to, You know. and I thought, about, man, I don't have a whole lot of time. You really think about it. But eternity is forever. And so, so one of the ways that we stand out, here's how we stand out to people who don't know God, is that we demonstrate to the world what we're really passionate about. That we give in such a way that people say, how come you always giving to that church? How come you always uh, uh, talking about, you know, uh, uh, a giving to this orphan, or giving to this person, or giving, you, you never see, I mean, you just got a raise. How come you don't, I mean, you got enough money. How come you just gonna buy yourself a big old boat? You follow what I'm saying? Because that's the way the world thinks. So as a so, so my purpose, and I want to be high definition, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite approach. I'm gonna I'm gonna let them know that, that my passion and my affection is the kingdom of God. Can people say that about you? Because the Jesus says, watch this, that the people of the world, here's what? They all seek one thing: more, more, more stuff. And that's not not that's not supposed to be your purpose in life. Anything you get anyway, you watch this. Anything that you get, you're trying to figure out a way to bless somebody else with it if you're really filled with the Spirit. Because Amen. Amen. God don't bless you for you. He ain't in that business. Right. It ain't just for you. I mean, he blesses you, but he don't bless you just for you. God, I'm gonna t- see, see, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm trying, to, like, I'm trying to discipline myself. Y'all pray for him. I'm trying to stay level. Okay, okay. Understand something. If I'm going to be high definition, I need to come to a place where I need to change my affections. Amen. I can't be like the world. Right? I can't be just running and chasing the next dollar. I can't be just living like that. How many know that, that that's vain? Amen. It's vain to, to live your life, you know, just, just trying to figure out how can I get the next dollar? How can I get more stuff? When are you ever going to be satisfied? Amen. So he, watch it. So my treasure is in heaven. So, so I'm going to give in such a way that my neighbors know that, you know what, that brother... Oh, they, they, that sister, they, they love the Lord. How do you know? Because every time I turn around, they're giving to God. I mean, they don't, they don't act like me. But how do you know that in the church, unfortunately, a lot of the church, we live in such a way that we're, we draw no distinction. We go after the dollar just like everybody. And look, and when our stuff get messed up, you know, when things don't go the way we want, we get just as depressed as the world do. You know why? Why? Listen. You, 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 we, need, I mean, we need to live higher than that. I'm, I'm, challenging you to, I'm challenging you this morning to come up higher. That you are an example. He said, don't you worry about food, clothing, and stuff. Why are you worried about that? The birds ain't worried about where they're going to get their next meal from. And every time I see a bird, I have never seen a bird looking like they're starving. Every one of them got a fat belly. How many of you, you know, I was, sitting, I was sitting the other day, last Saturday, my wife, I was sitting last Saturday, I was, I was in my study, I was studying, and all of a sudden, something splat my, my, my window. Just this big louse, and I looked up, and I saw something hit the window real hard, and it looked like it just kinda fell downward. I'm like, what was that? So I, So I, my first thought was that there's a, yeah, somebody, you know, a kid next door, they got baseballs, you know, so I thought somebody threw a ball and, you know. So I go out there, and I don't see, and I, I look down, Poor little bird, he thought the window was like he can go right through it, because I guess the way the sun hit it, he thought that you know it was open space, but it was a window. And homeboy, homegirl, whatever, the, I don't know how you determine which what, but hit that, <laughs> hit that glass. I looked, and that bird was down there, you know. <laughs> unconscious, ended up dying. Poor bird died. My kids ended up burying the bit. But you know, and I looked at that bird, and you know the one image I have, looking at that bird, his belly was like this. <laughs> He ain't went, to, the bird ain't work for nothing. They just know God gonna provide for them. Amen. What are you worried about? Stop worrying. What's, come on, stop tripping. You know better. Amen. Okay. I'm preaching better than you let know, you know it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I'm, 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 I'm losing time here. I'll tell you what. Let's look at this. Let's look at, I said I want to do four. This is, I've already done two, and I got two more, and I don't have much time. All right. Uh, to one another, let's give to one another. Look at uh, We're going to look at that real quick. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. All right, 2 Corinthians. Can I get like another 10 minutes and I'll be done? 10 minutes? I- I'm requesting. 10 minutes, please. 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 You know, it was funny. It's, I had this crazy dream. Like, yeah, like, like, one day I asked that question. Everybody was like, go ahead, yeah! And then we jumped and screaming like... <laughs> Uh, and it ain't, it never happens, it's just, I keep having this dream, and it's just, it, it's, it's just a dream, No, nah, no, then y'all be doing it, because I asked you to do it, and I, you uh, 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 all right. I'm um, praying, like, they're gonna be like, really excited, like, yeah, go back, you better not stop. You know, like, it, that ain't happening. But I got, I have faith in you. First, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. This is, this is deep. I got to read you this one. And then uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. Moreover, brethren, we're talking about giving to one another. He says, now, moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Everybody say Macedonia. That in great trial of affliction. do y'all hear that? Now, I want you to catch that. The abundance of their joy. Do y'all see the conflict there? great affliction and the abundance of joy. That doesn't seem like a positive combination to me. Great affliction and abundance of joy. Usually great affliction, I'm sad. I'm upset. I don't know how I'm gonna make it. I'm beat down. I'm. Just... He says that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty. They, wasn't just, they weren't just poor. They were poor. everybody say poe. Po. I didn't even know that's the word, poe. They wasn't poor. Deep poverty, when you say deep poverty, you are in bad shape. Now watch what he says here. Abounded in the riches of their liberality, right? He said, for I bear witness that according to their ability, watch this, according to their ability, yes, and beyond, everybody say beyond. Beyond, beyond their ability, they were freely willing. Did y'all catch that? Now watch this. This is this is this is this is something. Paul said, I could not believe. This is what Paul was saying. He says, For I bear witness. See that first in verse 3? He says, I bear witness. He's in other words, I could not believe that those people, they were poor, they didn't have anything, but they heard about other churches that had a need, and they begged me, and they said, you better not let that offering plate get away from me without me participating in that. But they were in deep poverty. They were in great trials of affliction. But guess what? It did not deter them from giving. You know why? Because a man's life don't consist in the abundance of things that he has. Their affection was so rooted in God that they did not short chain God just because they want something here on earth. They said, whatever happens, we're going to make sure that people get taken care of. How do you know that's high definition giving? That's how you give. Now watch. He says, they were, in verse four, they were imploring us with much urgency. Everybody say "much," much. That we would receive the gift and fellowship of the ministering to the saints said, so We are gonna let this thing go by. We wanna make sure that people I care for, that's really, really important to us. How many know that? I'm gonna say this with all the love I can muster, because I really mean it. I mean it, and I and I say it with, with, with grace. But how do know that if anybody ought to get shortchanged, you should never shortchange God. Amen. You know, you know, you know, I know sometimes we have to rob Peter to pay Paul. I know how things go, I know how difficult. I'm, I'm being honest. But, but, you don't, but you don't want to shortchange the one that's in control of your breathing. Amen. The one that gave you what you got. Amen. So we wanna make sure that I'm not gonna pull back on God. You know, they were talking about how bad the economy is and all that stuff and how people don't give more. I said, no, no, that, that should not affect the church. <laughs> not us. Because, because God has given us everything. We're gonna make sure that the kingdom of God is advanced. That's our number one agenda Our number one purpose is to make sure why? because here's it. Is. Here's it is. Turn to second Corinthians. Why says. Uh, now we're going to talk about number four. I got six minutes. That, that took me a minute. I got six minutes left. That was a joke. nobody laughed. okay. Uh, the rewards of giving. Um, Luke six. Uh, uh, turn, uh, look at uh, we're done. There's two scriptures. Look at second Corinthians chapter nine. Turn there with me. Second Corinthians chapter nine uh, verses. Uh, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter number nine. This is our, our text we started with. And we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at verses seven through eight. But before then, before that, you know, uh, the, the verse Luke 6:38. it said, give and it shall be given unto you. Talking about the rewards of giving. So now you've come to a point now that you're saying, you know what, Lord, my priorities are shifted. I'm going to live for heaven now. I'm going to go all the way. And no better way to live for heaven than to first start with your parking book. Because you're not really living for heaven yet until you start with your pocketbook, amen. And the reason why I know that bothers some of you, because I see your faces. But that's the truth. Y'all want me to tell you the truth or want me to tell you what you want to hear? Truth. All right? So now you're really to a place now where you start living. So now you're at a place where it says, give, watch this, and it shall be given unto you. Now, how do we know that Jesus is not a liar? He's a given it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. It will be put back into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet it, it's going to come back to you. Now, I don't know about you, but if Jesus said that, I want a piece of that. Yeah, he, said. he said, Now you give, and it's going to be given back to you. Press down, shaking together. And watch this. And you know, he's talking the context there. He's talking about abundant giving. I don't know anybody. How many of you are farmers in here? We got any farmers? How many are gardeners? Do we got anybody like that? Got one? Are you serious? Where y'all come from? It's, my goodness. All right. So I grew up in the country. You know, whenever you want to plant a lot of uh, stuff, crop, you know, I, used to grew, up, I grew up around cornfields. That was just cornfields everywhere, man. Just cornfields. Grew up in the country. And so, so I know the farmer, when they really want a big harvest, you know what they do? They plant a lot of seed, don't they? You don't plant. If you want a big harvest, you don't just plant a little bit. You plant a lot. Why? Because I expect a lot back. That's why we tell people at an offering time, don't just give your money. Don't just walk in here and just give an offering and an offering plate. You sit, think about it, and you pray about it and give in faith. Say, Lord, I'm giving to you. Every time you give, don't just wait the offering plate come and say, okay. No, no, no. Think about it, pray about it, and say, Lord, I am going to sow this and believe based on your word of God that I'm going to do this, that God, that you're going to grace me. Everybody say grace. grace. He's going to grace you, watch this, to be able not only to meet your need, but the needs of others. Look at this. Let me, let me show you something. Look at, say, y'all in 2 Corinthians chapter 9? And I'm, 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 I'm pretty much done. But watch this. He says, watch. And God is, and look at verse number 8 in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. You dare say amen? Amen. Everybody should be there because it's on the screen, isn't it? There, there you go. All right. And God, watch this. I love this. And God, everybody say and God. And say God. it nice and loud. And God. One more time. And God. One more time. And God. Watch this. Is able. Everybody say able. able. Say he's able. He's able. Say he's able. he's able. Do you believe that God is able? Yes. Watch this. Watch what he says now. He said, and God is able to make all grace <laughs> abound toward you. Do you see that? God says, look, when we give with this kind of purpose, God, I'm going to give, for God, I'm going to prioritize your kingdom. I'm going to give to your work. I'm going to sow joyfully. I'm going to sow cheerfully. I'm going to give with a big old Kool-Aid smile on my face. I'm going to love it. And the Bible says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you. Now, point to yourself. Say, 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 say me. Point to yourself. Watch this. That always, everybody say Always. And all sufficiency, everybody say all. all. And all things may have an abundance for so what? Yeah. Every, uh, did y'all see that? For every good work? Okay, watch this. Immature, I can tell you when a Christian is immature, don't know how to be, say, look, say I'm not offended. Because that makes me feel better, because I don't want you to be offended. If, you, if your thought process is always, God bless me, 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 and God did this for me, that's all good, we like your testimony. But you know, if it's just all about you, there's something incomplete about that. You haven't experienced a full bore of God's blessing until you, not only, until you come to this place, that God not only blessed you with what you need. Amen. Watch this but he give you an overflow so that now you can give to others. See, that's what, see, see, so here's how we need to pray. So Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing. Mm. See, most people say, Lord, bless me, and they stop, exclamation point, boom, right there. That's why that that thing is slow moving. (laughs) What we need to say is, see, 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 you haven't lived that. God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing. So watch this. You haven't really fully lived in the full measure of the blessing of God until you come to this place where you, all your stuff is met, and you're at a point, you're looking. Anytime, every, anytime you have an opportunity to bless somebody else, you can do it. Somebody needs some money for an orphanage, you got it. A relative, you know, they're struggling, you, they need your help. You can say, what you need? I can help you that." You know, anything it is, you got an overflow. David said this, my cup runneth what? Over. God wants you to come to a place where the full blessing, the measure of God is not just that you have your needs met, but that you're in the place, man, that I'm always ready to give. How many of you enjoy giving in church? Amen. I mean, and you, you feel good when you're able to drop an offering in the church plate. Amen. Amen. I know how I feel when you don't have anything to give an offering. You don't like that. You don't want to live out of here thinking, man, you want to be a giver. So do me a favor. Praise the Lord. Bless me. So that I can be a blessing to somebody else. And watch God turn the table. God will will bless you then. All of a sudden you, but I got a promotion, pastor. I told you. God just blessed me. I told you. Yeah. Because, see, that's high definition giving. So I'm going to challenge you this morning. I'm done. Challenge you this morning. To give in a way. To give in a way that other people take note, number one, that your passions is not of this world and that you have a heavenly perspective. And you seek out ways to give. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. You'll you have ways to give. I'm not just talking about your money, your time, your talents, you be a giver. Don't let it be said about you that you're stingy or you're selfish. I know some people, man, they don't wanna let go of nothing. Let go of stuff. Let go, if you got an opportunity, some of you got closets of with but clothes you ain't wore, but once in a lifetime. Some of you got just sitting there, give it away. Don't give nobody a jump. Don't give nobody you wouldn't wear. Amen. And they say, that's the, the Lord blessing. Look. <laughs> do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Amen? Amen. Is that high definition given? Did you receive that this morning? Amen. Come on, give God a praise for it. Amen. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. We never like to enter a service without giving you an opportunity to receive Christ. Everything I say here today means nothing until you make Jesus the Lord of your life. He died for you. He loves you incredibly. He loves you incredibly. And if you're sitting here today and you're saying, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. Pastor, I, I heard all this stuff about being a high-definition giver and all of that. I understand that, but Lord, but, but I don't know the Lord. I, in fact, Pastor Gary, if I died today, I don't know where I would spend eternity. I really don't, I'm not sure. I'm telling you right now, God sent you here this morning because he loves you. And he sent you here to lavish his love and grace on you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior today, I want you to come into everlasting dwellings. Listen, all you need to do, you don't need to work for this salvation. You don't need to try to look, well, let me try to do better. Let me try. You will never do better on your own. This is a grace thing. This is a God thing. And I don't want you to leave this room unless you know Christ. I knew a dear friend of mine not too long ago who was standing up, not, not here, but standing at a church I was attending years ago and uh, healthy and vibrant. I knew he knew the Lord. But at the end, by the end of the, that day, I discovered and I got a phone call that he had passed away, he had died. Young man, unexpectedly. Now he knew the Lord. Jesus loved you so much. There's not a second, it's not like you can die and then change your mind. The Bible says it's the point of the man wants to die and then after death comes judgment. If you don't know him today, Slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I don't wanna take that chance because the fires of hell is forever. There's no turning back. And this is what we do, people. This is why we're here. This is why the church exists on the planet. It is to tell people of the loving grace of Jesus. If you don't know him today, don't worry about who's sitting beside you. Don't worry about that. This is between you and God and your salvation. If you don't know him today, you say, Pastor, I want to give my life. Just slip your hand up. I'll pray with you. You can receive him today. You can walk out of this place knowing that Jesus is your Savior. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Pastor, I don't know him. But I want to give my life to him. Here's that one. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you're listening this morning, and I'm, doing, I'm, going, to have you, I'm going to have you sit right there in your seat, but, but, but God has showed you, as you're, you're a believer this morning, you love the Lord, but, but, but you really haven't practiced high-definition giving. That Perhaps maybe you've just been a little bit misdirected in that and, and you want to do better you wanna make a fresh commitment to God, I want you to pray right where you are. You can pray silently, you can pray out loud, but I want you to pray because church is to bring us to a place of where God wants us to be. That's why you come to church God loves you. Let's repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I covenant with you to change the way that I give. Forgive me for not giving, not sowing, Abundantly, like I should. Forgive me, Lord, for selfishness at times and putting too much emphasis on the things of this world. Father God, help me to be a balanced giver, a balanced liver. Let it be said of me that I am a giver as I seek new ways to show men your glory by laying down my life in every sense of the word. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Well, give God a praise as you stand to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 If anybody desires prayer this morning, you can come and see me here at the altar. We have a couple of people here that would love to pray with you and agree with you. Amen. Uh, how many of you had a good time today come on give god a praise (laughs) let's stretch our hands to the heavens now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his throne of grace to him jesus be glory dominion power now and forevermore Jesus, the Son of God, the King of Kings, our Master, our Lord, and our Ruler, be glory forever and ever. Lord God, I pray that you bless your people with peace, bless them with joy, and increase their capacity to give more, Father, of themselves to you for your glory. Father, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a praise. See you next week. God bless.